This was the exact same day two new characters were introduced to the world as Dennis the Menace. So how random is that? What kind of a weird coincidence is that? How does that even happen? And so I believe that this is what helps show us and tell us that there is some connection among all life. And I don't care what you call it. Some people call it the energetic web. Some people call it God. Some people call it the universe. Whatever you call it, there's some kind of oneness thing that connects us. I have, I have dozens of examples. Hello, and welcome to the Connectedness Podcast. Just as you might have guessed, I talk about connection and connectedness on this podcast, our connection with everything in the world around us. Whether you see it or not, we're all connected, and it doesn't matter if it's our dog, our cat, our god, our body, and I'll also talk about some more abstract connections like our career or our land, our community, our emotions, your body. Life is all about connection, so the sooner we recognize that, the sooner we can have an easier, more meaningful life. I will talk about these connections through different lenses, things like synchronicities and coincidences or just everyday little bits of magic and miracles that we, we usually dismiss. It's really important that we pay attention to all of this so we can live an easier, more meaningful life. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karen Cleveland. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I am excited today to talk about a little expanded idea on ideas and thoughts and coincidences and, well, the connectedness of everything. So what I want to focus on today is ideas and shared ideas and how we see that actually play out and what it might mean for you or for me when it comes to having ideas. So let me just start off with a story because I think it really illustrates what the potential is and why we really need to pay attention to what what guidance we get, what information we get. There's examples across time and across the, the globe of people that have had the same idea at the same time and put it out into the world. And how does that happen? So let me start with this story of Dennis the Menace. Now, if you're in the United States, you might know of the Dennis the Menace cartoon by Hank Ketchum, and it debuted, uh, let me see if I have the newspaper here. I don't. But it debuted on March 12th, 1951, and this Dennis the Menace is a young kid who got into trouble accidentally, and it was just about his mischievous adventures and his neighbor, Mr. Wilson. Now, here's the thing. On the very same day, March 12th, 1951, over in the United Kingdom, so if you're in the UK, you might be more familiar with this Dennis the Menace, David Law introduced a rebellious character with the same name in the Beano comic. And, and while he was a little more problematic, the child, that Dennis, this was the exact same day two new characters were introduced to the world as Dennis the Menace. 
So how random is that? What kind of a weird coincidence is that? How does that even happen? And so I believe that this is what helps show us and tell us that there is some connection among all life. And I don't care what you call it. Some people call it the energetic web. Some people call it God. Some people call it the universe. Whatever you call it, there's some kind of oneness thing that connects us. I have, I have dozens of examples. And I just want to point out what Elizabeth Gilbert says in her book, Big Magic, because the first time I read this book, this really spoke to me. Because there's some ideas that I've had in my mind since childhood. I have these inventions in my head since childhood, and I've always thought I better act on this because if I don't, someone else is going to act on it. But there's three main ideas that I've had. Only one of them have I actually seen out in the world. That doesn't mean there aren't maybe other people having the same ideas or even patents on these other ideas. Or even they're out there and I just simply haven't seen them. But only one of them very, very recently have I started to see. And I, I just think it's really curious. But at that aside, so Elizabeth Gilbert talks about ideas and that if you get an idea and you don't act on it, you abandon it, the idea, it's going to float around until it lands on someone else someone said that person has to have the right vibration to catch that idea. There was a gentleman by the name of William Walker Adkinson who did talk about our thoughts going out until they land on someone that has the right vibration to catch those thoughts. But it's kind of the same idea. And I know it sounds very abstract that our thoughts or ideas are just randomly floating out there in the world, in the universe, but they come from somewhere. They originate somewhere. And the more people study how the brain works and, and where memories are, maybe the same place where these ideas come from. Memories, we've always thought, are stored in the brain. But the neuroscientists have been finding, some of them, the ones that are doing the research on it, that you can actually cut out due to illness or, or sickness certain parts of the brain and the memories remain. Or there can be nothing physical wrong with the brain and the memories are gone. So perhaps memories aren't actually in the brain itself. And I know this is going to be a big stretch for some people, but I think it's just okay to be open to the idea. Maybe while it looks like our brain is coming up with the ideas and the thoughts and everything. Maybe there is our greater self, something greater that is helping us with those. Maybe it's a collaboration between the two. So maybe it's not strictly one or strictly the other. Maybe it's a collaboration. Anyhow, Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic, talks about having an idea for a book at one point. And she is telling her friend, I don't know if it's in a friend or an acquaintance, but another author about a story idea she had. I'm actually just going to read this one part so I don't get the ideas wrong. So Gilbert explains that she once had an idea for a novel about a middle-aged spinster from Minnesota 
who travels to the Amazon basin. The idea was vivid and alive to her, but due to various circumstances, she eventually lost interest and moved on from writing that book. Later on, Gilbert met Ann Patchett, and during a conversation, Patchett began to describe a new novel she was working on. Amazingly, the novel had a, a very similar concept and storyline, even though these two had never discussed it before. And the novel was later published as State of Wonder in 2011. So this confirmed Gilbert's belief that ideas are conscious. They're living entities and they move between people looking for the right collaborator. Ideas are conscious looking for the right collaborator, waiting for that person to bring it to life. So here's what I ask you at this point. Is there an idea you've been thinking about? Is there insight or is there guidance that you've just had for a very long time? It might be something revealed to you in a prayer or a meditation, something you've been holding on to for a very long time that you just haven't acted on. Because Maybe it's an idea that's so big and so good and it just wants to be brought to life that you need to act on it or it might leave you and move on to someone else. There's all kinds of stories and documentations about people that have had the same idea at the same time without having met or discussed it before. For example, Newton and Libris, I don't know how to pronounce it, both independently developed a system for carrying out operations and calculus in the 17th century. They weren't working together. They may have talked to each other. They were both building on previous works. So calculus itself wasn't unique to them, but the system for, for processing it was. And they did it differently, but they arrived at the same answers. And apparently because Newton was British and the Britons pushed his method over the other man's, that's the one that people come to know, even though the other one is probably easier. Another example is the theory of evolution. Again, other people had done work leading up to Darwin's theory of evolution uh, but there were two two people at the same time that really had the same ideas about natural selection, both Darwin and Wallace. And the telephone. Many people were working on the telephone at the same time. And two people actually filed patents on the very same day. Alexander Graham Bell and Elijah Gray filed patents for the telephone on the exact same day. Oxygen discovered almost simultaneously by Shiel Priestley and Lavoisier in the 1770s. We've heard the story of monkeys on one island trying to figure out how to open a coconut, and, you know, they use rocks to open it, and then almost instantly on an island thousands of miles away, the monkeys just know how to use the rocks to help them. Shared ideas floating around connectedness, shared consciousness. Bernard Beitman actually calls this the psychosphere. So like this is the, it's not the atmosphere, it's the psychosphere where the thoughts, the ideas reside and 
come to us as we need them or as is right for us or for the idea and thought. And Rupert Sheldrake talks about the morphic field and morphic resonance, which is very similar in the fact that it's these fields out there, outside of the body, potentially shared by everyone, that feed information to the body that tell it how to grow and kind of archetypal information. So these ideas about there's something out there that feeds us as we need it is not a new idea. And then we have sunspots, of all things, which were independently observed by four different scientists in 1611. Why all of a sudden in 1611 did people see them and they didn't see them in 1610? It could be there were some new inventions, there were some new methods, there was new things available to them, And we're all growing always on previous learnings, the consciousness of all the people that have come before us. So it is like building blocks. It is like building blocks of life. It's almost a natural progression that when certain things become available, more people have the idea. Actually, there's someone that has been studying Bollywood dance songs or Bollywood songs from the movies and how at almost the same time, songs come out that are very similar in two different movies, even though the musicians had never talked to each other. The music is very similar and it does have something to do with the music of the day and just the the whole energy of what's going on. But I'm really hoping that these examples and, and these stories kind of show you that the energy around us does kind of tell us what's going on, but it is this connectedness that that leads to these thoughts and ideas and that maybe there's no such thing as an original thought. Maybe these thoughts have been bouncing around for, for a long time and We're just now ready to hear them or feel them. And maybe a a thought tries to land on you, but because you've not experienced anything like it before, you can't comprehend it. So it goes back out to the, the psychosphere wherever until it's ready to land on you again, until you're ready to receive it. And if you're not ever ready to receive it, then it'll find someone else. Or maybe it'll find someone in a hundred years. Maybe the time is just not right. Conversely, I would say, be open and receptive to completely new ideas, things that don't even make sense. And really sit with them a little bit and see if you can begin to make them make sense. And I don't mean in one afternoon. I mean a week or six months or five years. Don't be closed-minded when an idea lands on you and you think it's impossible. Maybe it is impossible right now. You know that they have saved DNA from crime scenes for years and years and years even though they had no way to test it or to link it because they knew one day we're going to be able to use this information. 
So we're going to save it till we can. And today's the day. Today's the day people are getting convicted from a long time ago, or at least tied to crimes from long ago that they couldn't link prior to recently. So what thoughts, what ideas, what have been churning, what have been coming to you time and time again that you keep dismissing? And maybe someone else has the same idea as you. It's okay. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. In fact, chances are, looking at some of these stories about big breakthroughs and big inventions, there's a good chance someone else has the same idea as you. So don't look at it as a competition, and that means you have to act on it. Maybe the world is ready for it, and it's time for you to start putting it out there, even if it's gentle, even if it's in a very gentle, soft, non-capitalistic way. That's okay. But new thoughts for new people is what's going to help us be open to more new thoughts that can help people, help the animals, help the environment, help the earth, whatever it is. So my challenge for you today would be, what's a new thought that you've had lately that you dismissed? And can you be open to just sitting with it and letting it marinate in your head for a little bit, in your body, in your life in your world for a little bit and see how it feels and what action might come from it. Coming from someone who fully believes in the connectedness of life, that we are connected with the animals and the trees and the mountains and the rivers, and that I do believe there's a profound link between all of these and that there is a universal tie that binds us all. I just ask, to be open and contemplate. And that's all for now. So bye-bye and have a beautiful day. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N Podcast.com. There you're going to find the tools for finding more meaning and happiness in your own life. Plus, if you have a story that you want to share with me, either on or off the air, be sure to look for that form. Make sure you follow me so you get notified when new episodes drop. And also, I'd love to connect with you in my Facebook group, Connectedness with Rev Karen. So head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. I hope to see you there.